0: you're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. But this evening, I'm a little bit nervous because I have my fellow Filipino here. <laughs> I'm so thankful, Mom, uh, you came, uh, although this is not uh, her first time to be here. Um, thank you for coming, and uh, praying that uh, we'll be a part in this ministry also. As I said, uh, I'm in the northern part of the Philippine island. I don't know how many, the total island of the Philippines. Uh, Seven hundred or seventy thousand. I, I think I I forget already the exact uh, number. But I'm in the northern part, and Nueva Vizcaya province. Nueva Vizcaya province, if we call province in in the Philippines, is just like a county, composed by different cities. And Nueva Vizcaya has fifteen towns. Twenty-five years ago, that province has no single, independent Baptist church before. 1994, when one of our senior missionaries came to that province and he started a work in one of the biggest cities, and that is one of your missionaries, Art Carpio, who knows. Who knows Art Carpio? He's the first one who started a church in that province. 1994. And he is my brother-in-law. Meili is my sister. And I did not say that to the preacher. I I did not mention that. And during that time, I was still in Bible college studying in Bible college. And after I graduated, I go to also to that province and help Brother Art. Because we have three phases in philosophy of mission. First, you go to the province that has no independent Baptist church. And we did that through Art, Brother Art. And second phase you need to send or start plant churches in every town of the province. And by the grace of God, after how many years? 20, 2013, we are able to start, or to, we are able to saturate the whole province of Nueva Biscaya. We are able to start churches in every town of that province. And now we are in the third phase And what is that? Going to the villages. Getting harder and harder. Because Mabizkaya has 300 villages. And by the way, Mabizkaya has 60% are tribal people. And the town that I start a work has 75% are tribal people. We call them Igorot, Ifugao, Ibaloi, and some tribal people, and some of them they are even belongs to the headhunters. They are dangerous. I'm not originally from in that place. I'm afraid to these people before. I'm a coward person. <laughs> oh. When I start in that work, it's a very small city. I don't know if you agree with me. There's some missionary, they don't want to go to those small cities. In the city that I work, there's no Jollibee or McDonald's or any good restaurant. Yeah, no, you need to go to the main city or big city like Sulano. Travel 45 minutes. But we can, I can feed you, I can give you balut. <laughs> In my area. And yeah, they are dangerous, these tribal people. One time when I think uh I'm already one year in that place. One of, my, one of the members invited me, approached me to visit his or her relatives in one of the village, remote area. She is from Vagyo, uh, she is a native, Ibaloi, one of the tribal people in that area. She wants to, to have Bible study to her relatives in the mountains. When the first time I just ignore her because I'm, as I said, I hesitate to, do, to go to those remote areas. Maybe, maybe they will kill me. And I'm not familiar to their culture before. But she is so persistent. Every time she talks to me, she always mentioned that. So in short, Okay, I'll, I'll go. So i go with her. And evening. <laughs> it's evening, because that's the only time we can gather people because in daytime they are all in the mountains doing gardening, garden, planting vegetable. So I'll go with her, and when we arrived in that place, she told to, the, to, the, to her, Love was that uh, they are going to invite all the neighbors, their relatives. And after how many minutes, people are coming in that place. Some, they don't have clothes. Those men. And some of them, they have bolo. You know bolo? What bolo is? In their, uh, you know, they have bolo. And I was nervous. (laughs) Oh, and... They are uh, they are brown, but they are, look dark, and there's no electricity. And I'm thinking about if these people attack me, where I going to run? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. But you know, but I still I pray, Lord protect me, give me wisdom. Maybe this uh, the way that these people get saved. And I preached the salvation. And, you know, after I preached, I was surprised. Because after the service, they have a lot of questions about Jesus. They are hungry for the word of God. All of my perception to these people totally changed. And I began and learned to love these people. They are lovely people. Even in Ifugao, these people, those who go to this, those people are dangerous before. But once you meet them, and once they get saved, they are more than dedicated to the Lord. They are willing to lap their tradition just for God. So I, since that, I got the burden to reach these people, this remote area, and start churches in these villages. As I said, they are very receptive. It's hard to reach these places. As I said, this Aritao, town of Aritao, has 40,000 population, but only 4,000 in the main city. Most of the people are in the mountains. By the grace of God, I've already started five villages. And only three has a regular service every Sunday now. And for me, every Sunday is a busy day for the Lord. Because at five o'clock I need to walk up early at Sunday and clean up the place that we are. What you said, as you have seen in the video, that we are worship, worshiping. Because at seven o'clock. I need to prepare because I need to go to the, one of the villages because we have a first service in the village. And I preach there at 8.30 in the morning with my motorcycle with sidecar. And along the way going to that village, I picked some members go with me in the village. 8.30 to 10 o'clock. And after that, I need to go back to the main city, because we have a morning service in the in the main church at ten thirty to twelve o'clock, sometimes to twelve thirty. And after that, we just have our break, uh, lunch break, because at two o'clock I need to go in another village again, because there's also five families waiting for me every Sunday afternoon. And after our Bible study, in that. Village, I need to go back again to our main church because we still have our evening service every Sunday. And beside that, every day, sometimes, because even Monday morning, 8 o'clock, I have a very early Bible study in one of the motorcycle company. Uh, the owner is Christian. So I got uh, the opportunity to, to conduct Bible, regular Bible study. With those, uh, uh, worker, and once a week, or once every other week, I also Bible study and our uniform men, police in our police station, and sometimes even our public official, we have an opportunity to have Bible studies. As I said, that city is very open when it comes to the word of God. But you know, I have, we have a problem. In my, in, our, in my 19 years in that place, we don't have yet a property. Because what I know, what I'm thinking before is when it comes to the ministry, It's just to go, share the gospel, witnessing, start church. But, you know, I'm now 47 years old. Maybe 15 or 20 years more, I cannot climb the mountain anymore. I don't know if you agree with that. And if I'm not going to... I cannot do that alone. That 22 villages in that Arita, I cannot do that alone. I need somebody to help me to take over those village work. And what I need to do, I need to train young people. I have now a burden to train those tribal people that someday they will continue those village churches. but our problem my problem now we don't have a place to to train these people we, all, we already have bible college but uh, those uh, I, I i i still bringing some young people in that college but they have a different focus because we are, our that college are focusing now in foreign mission those graduate in that college, we are sending them in foreign mission like uh, Asian countries like Singapore, Malaysia, Vietnam, Cambodia. Actually, one of my Timothy, my direct fruit, is preparing going to Malaysia. Yeah. You know, we are so forever grateful to you, American. During World War II, When General Douglas MacArthur said, "I shall return," he fulfilled it, and he bring three missionaries, and he scattered that three missionaries in our three major islands: Luzon, Visayas, and Mindanao. In short, you are the one who sent missionaries in our country, so we are forever grateful. We are just continuing the work that you have started. We are just the fruit of your labor. So why we are forever grateful to you. And as I said, we we are now praying a piece of land in that particular area because I need to train my own people to continue those village work in that town i'm i'm praying and praying for 20000 dollars to purchase that piece of land i got already 5000 dollars in our office and still need the uh, 15000 more and i just trust the lord because i have only five meetings left and I'm ready to I'm ready to go back in the Philippines on August 14th. Oh no, sorry October 14 and because I don't want to stay here too long. I just stay here for more than three months and I miss also already my routine. In the ministry, going to those village. I, I miss those people. Of course my family. And Please continue to pray for that needs, Praying and hoping that you will be a part of that need. And beside that also, I'm also trying to raise some additional support. Because in the whole province, as of now, we have, we have already 50 preachers. The whole province, we are now, although it is only 15 towns, but we have a total of 50 churches in the whole province now, including those village churches. And we have 50 preachers. And we are only three missionaries or yeah that are able to came here, come here and raise a support. And the support that we raise, we, we share it to those preachers that are not able to come here. So we are not just raising our own support, but also to our fellow workers in that area. And hope, hoping that you will be a part in that province. And I, I hope that uh, the preacher will come in, our, in, in the Philippines and visit us with uh, the group of, I don't know who is your leader, of course, your pastor. <laughs> and I encourage you to come and see us and we glad we glad to have you i just want to share some passage in the bible before i close in the book of first corinthians chapter 10 in verse 31 first corinthians chapter 10 in verse 31 very familiar passage in the bible in first corinthians chapter, chapter 10 verse 31 it says here whether therefore ye eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. It says here, whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. You know, if I'm going to look back when we move in that area with my family, I cannot explain how we survived. Believe it or not, when we moved in that area, year 2000, our children are still baby. The oldest is just two years old. The second one is just eight months. And to those uh, who are babies, what is their primarily need? Milk. Diaper. Sometimes did, we, 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 we did not buy diaper because you know, and I, we have only received seventy-five dollars a month during that time. Just thinking that, I cannot already explain how we survive. Every time you receive that amount. Our priority, of course, our tithes. We rest our tithes for $75. Sometimes we gave $10 more than. Then second is to buy milk for the babies. It cost us $40. Two babies. The cheapest milk. It's, uh, it's still $20 left. And second priority, we need to buy half sack of rice because we eat rice three times a day. $10. Then there's still $10 and we need to pay the rental of the house. You know, during that time I almost quit because I'm depending to that amount. But God talked to me and I remember what Apostle Paul said, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches. And since that I... I'm not, I'm, we did not depend to that amount that we received. And we, we prove it that God is faithful providing the needs as long you want to glorify God. As in this passage, whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. I told to my wife, okay, we are here to serve God. We are here to glorify God. We are not here because of that support. We are here to glorify God. And we must trust that God will provide all our needs. And He did it. And we are so thankful to God. Today, there's a lot of Christian, sometimes there's Just a small or little trials in their life, they stop serving the Lord. Sometimes if you go to those brethren and invite them, go go to church, they said, maybe second time I have a problem now, I cannot go to church. That's not the solution. If you have trouble, the best thing you do is to serve God. Glorify God. Amen? As I said, we are about to quit. And I... But... I realize that it's not the best solution. Because if you're really called by God, you cannot run. You cannot run away from God. And I'm so thankful because God is so Faithful in my family, in our family, in that ministry. Until now, I don't have big support, but I don't care because God is faithful. I already proved how God is faithful in us. I just want to share some point. How we can glorify god first in our service how we serve the lord in our lives it's hard to come here just our attendance sometimes some little problem it stop us going to church But if you want to really glorify God in your lives, going to church is easy. And you're going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it. Whatsoever you do, even just little things, there's a lot, you know, in the church there's a lot of work. Every one of us has a part in the body of Christ, right? We have a function. Don't be comfortable just sitting in that pews. We have something need to do. Singing in the choir is a ministry. Going outside, door knocking, it's a big ministry. Inviting people, it's a ministry. It is our service. Yeah, it's, it's hard to do that. But if you, if you want to really glorify God, you're going to enjoy those things. Yeah, I guarantee if you, were, if you really want to, to glorify God in your life, you're going to enjoy it. Going in the mountains, in those tribal people, if I'm going to follow my feeling. I'm not going to those people. They are uncivilized. (laughs) That's my perception before. But it was changed. Because I really want to glorify God in my life. Second, through our testimony... Did you know that through our testimony, we can glorify God also? In the Philippines, in, my, in, in, my, in our town, it is usual to see people in the street drunk, fighting in the street. Yeah, they are fighting in the streets, cursing, yeah, they are cursing each other. They, uh, they want fight. That's true. They are drinking liquor in the in public areas. The children every afternoon playing in the streets. They are also fighting, cursing each other. They have bad attitudes. And if the one family, if their children has a bad attitude, they always blame the environment. But, you know, I proved that, that that is not true in my area. Because, I let my children play to these street children, these bad children. I let my children Play with them every afternoon. Okay, okay, go and play with those children. And they did not influence by those children. Because we taught them. Who is Jesus? I have one neighbor always complaining to his boy still young, 14 years old, and learned to have vices, drink liquor, smoke, and he discipline it, he, he boxed it, he shoots it every time that boy was drunk. And I talked to that parent. You know what I said? Even you kill that boy, you cannot discipline him because you are a drunkard. You are a drunkard parent. You are a bad example. You must be the first who show like good example. We are setting an example into this world, brethren. As God's children, our testimony can glorify God. And it's not easy to live holy in this world. But if you want to really glorify God, you can, you know, you can overcome those temptations. You can resist the temptation because you're always thinking about God. Because we are already, you know, Saved. We already repent. What you, what, you know What is repentance means? Changing our mind toward God. Yeah, before we got saved, we already know that there is God. But not everybody is saved. Right? But they believe God. But they don't really know who is that God. And they don't care about God. They don't care about serving God. But when we accepted Jesus Christ, it was changed. We start to search about God. We got a desire to serve God when we got saved. Amen? So we we can glorify God through our testimony. Live a holy life. It must be a must. It must be our manner in our lives as Christians. And also through our giving, it will glorify God. I know you agree with me that sometimes our tithes, it's hard to give. Actually, we are not giving yet if we are going to give the tithes. We are just returning. We are just returning. That's God's money. But sometimes, it's hard to return that amount. But if you want to glor- glorify God, it must be your priority. Forget, every, if you have something you want to buy, forget those. You must first to think about that 10% for God. Giving to mission, it's not easy. But if you really want to glorify God, you are going to enjoy giving to the mission. just allow me to come here, Pastor Jason. He cannot just accept me to be here, to speak in this sacred pulpit. But I believe he just wants to glorify God also. Amen? You know, when we are going, if God's will and God will provide the amount that we need to purchase that piece of land i believe we can glor- we can more glorify god we can do more to glorify god in that area if we are going to if we are able to purchase that piece of land we can do more for god because we can we are able to train more young people to continue the work in the villages and you will be a part in that project. And if you are going to be a part of that project, you can glorify God also. So I challenge you, brethren, consider that need. That's not my personal. I just want to glorify God in that city small city. Actually, if you go to that city, if you are going to look me and ask where is Rudy, they don't, know, they, they don't know me, they don't know who is Rudy. But if you are going to say, where is the little pastor? And pastor in that church, they are going to bring you in my place. Because I don't want to be a popular. I don't want my name to be a popular. There's only one thing I want to be a popular in that city no other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, thank you very much. Thank you very much for helping those Filipino missionaries already. The group that have been in the Philippines, thank you very much for coming and hoping and praying that the ministry is a blessing in this church also because you are already a part in that ministry. Once again, thank you very much. God bless you. Good evening. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.